everybody. It's your old pal, Danger Face. Oh my god, James! You have some explaining to do. Why? Because you let everyone believe that you were done with the show, James, once and for all. I was at the time. Nonsense, James! You still got explaining to do. I was in the middle of explaining. Okay, then. Carry on, James. So here's the deal, everybody. Um, I'm back. <laughs> oh my God, James! Such a shocking revelation. Ugh. I thought you'd be happy to see me after all this time. James, you broke my little heart. That's all I'm gonna tell you. All right. Let me tell you where I've been, everybody. It's been like a month and a half or some shit since I did the last show. And I said that was my last show. And I had a whole fucking thing. I had a whole farewell show. Because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Here's the deal. To be honest. This was not some publicity stunt. <laughs> yeah, right, James. You can't teach an old dog new, new tricks. That doesn't even apply to what's going on. I'll just continue explaining, James. We're all waiting for an explanation. Okay. So basically... You know, I got this job, and any fucking day, I'm not sure what time I'm getting off. Because uh, day to day, you know, it, the the position I have now... The position, James? Ch- relax. The position I have now, it, uh, it it's kind of demanding. Demanding positions, James. Okay, stop it! <laughs> so basically, if there's work to be done, it's like, huh, sorry, buddy, you're not going anywhere. So that's basically what it is. So I'm like, you know, a lot of times I was getting out later. I was like, I don't got time for this shit. I don't want to be committed to putting out a show. And I, I, I'm just, I'm running out of time. I'm, I'm getting more and more tired. I'm going to spend time with my family and shit like that. Which uh, I have been doing. And then I picked up the new project with Lido and Peterson. Son. 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 Sticks and Stones podcast, which has been going well. Uh, it's been getting better. Had a few hiccups. But uh, it's difficult to start a show completely new and fresh with, uh, you know, zero, well, not experience because I've done this fucking thing. You know what? It's been four years since I started this show. Oh, my God, James. Happy birthday, you quitter. All right. I can tell you have animosity towards me. What? Really, James? How could you tell? All right. Just let me explain. So I'm doing the show with Lido and Peter-san. Son. Son. And it's fun. It's great to hang out and bullshit. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The, the prank phone call thing has been... <laughs> that's been a blast. But uh, And the last one I did. Oof. Fucking guy. He, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't having it. <laughs> sort of backfired on me. I'm not going to say I got scared. But uh, threw me off my game. I'll just say that much. So if you want to check that out. That should be the next episode. But hey, why not? Why don't you start from the beginning, everybody? Episode 1 through, I think, 6 is available now. Episode 7 is coming out tomorrow. Uh, Well, whenever I release this show, it should be out already or the same day. Whatever. Sticks and Stones podcast. That's on uh, iTunes. Sticks and Stones podcast uh, dot com. Facebook.com slash Sticks and Stones podcast. Instagrams at Sticks and Stones podcast. You get the whole fucking point. Oh, and Sticks and Stones podcast at yahoo.com. If you'd like advice from God. That's right. The God. Anyway, it's all fun and great. But there's a little something missing. I, I just feel like something inside of me is missing something. Oh, my God, James. I'm missing something inside me, too. Oh, fuck. Why do you do this to yourself? I I meant... I meant podcasting, James, obviously. Get your mind out of the gutter, you filthy pig. No, that's not what you meant. You you were busted once again. You let these little clues out every now and then. You know that? James, I really meant podcasting, James. Okay, shut up. What's missing is hearing myself talk. (laughs) No, what's missing is, uh, I don't know, I guess... The creative aspect, in the sense, I mean, we are doing creative shit over there too, and that's fun and all that stuff. But just, uh, you know, sitting in a room and talking to myself, I missed it. James, talk, talking to yourself, James. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Um, yeah, you wouldn't. Don't, don't talk down to me, James. You, 
You don't know where I've been. Yeah, I know exactly where you've been. All right, I know where all of you has been. Believe me. Uh, yeah. So, um, the long form storytelling—that's what I miss. You know, exploring my inner, uh, the inner workings of my life and whatnot. You know, it's kind of therapeutic, and I do, I do miss that. Although the break was fun, it was, it was well needed and well deserved. So here I am. I'm not sure how many shows I'm going to do. What the consist, cons- hold on, hold on, I can do it. Consistency will be, if any at all. But hey, how about this? When I feel like it, I'll do one. How about that? It's a free fucking country, and there's no rules here, right? Yes, James, there's, there's, there's no rules, James. Anyway, you know, I kind of did miss you. Oh my God, James, really? Yeah, and I can tell all your anger and hostility is because you missed me too. Like you wouldn't believe, James. What? You heard me, James. Okay. I'm sitting here. I've got my iced coffee. It's approximately 7.17 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, the wife's at work. The kids are uh, at, away. That's why I'm home alone. And I'm doing this nonsense because, hey, why not? I could be sitting on my ass wasting time. But I thought, hey, why don't you do a little something productive? Yeah, and then something recently happened that I wanted to tell you all about. And that's going to be later in the show. A little teaser there. I think it's worth hanging on for. Once in a lifetime experience. Apparently, allegedly. <laughs> so recently, instead of, you know, speaking of sitting on my ass, I recently watched a movie that I don't, really don't think I've seen before completely. I know my father has seen it and I, and I was watching it with him for a little bit, but maybe he shooed me out because I wasn't supposed to be watching it, maybe. I'm speaking none other of, none other than, <laughs> of, <laughs> uh, The Warriors, I believe 1979. If you haven't seen The Warriors, everybody, it's fucking cool. All right? It's really cool. It's, it's cheap. There's some cheesy shit, but I loved it. I loved it. I'm talking about the, uh, the lady on the radio. She shows her mouth and she's like, so uh, Warriors, it looks like uh, the jig is up. This next song's dedicated to you. And it's like, you know, time's running out or some bullshit, something like that. You know, the whole movie, she's like narrating like them. Ah, I won't blow it for you. It's worth a watch. It's really fucking cool. It's trippy. It's weird and bizarre. But uh, it's awesome. So check that out. Basically, oh, I guess I got to tell you about it. It ties into my next topic. Basically, without ruining anything for you, the Warriors is a gang in New York. And there's a shitload of gangs. And each of them, each neighborhood has their own gang. There's a a lot of them. And so uh, I won't tell you why, but this gang in particular is, is traveling through the city of New York. And they're running into different gangs. That's all I'm going to tell you. So my point is, after watching the movie, I'm driving along by myself in my car, thinking thoughts and whatnot. And I was thinking, huh, that movie, like, you know, every neighborhood had their own little gang, right? And their own little look and their own colors. And uh, what really got me thinking about it was in the, one of the scenes, one of the guys says, you know, hey, you can pass through here if you take off your, your colors and pass through as civilians. And, uh, you know, that got me thinking later on. And it's like, you know what? People look at, at, at cities and gangs and they think that's fucking dumb, right? Gangs are retarded. It's fucking stupid. You wear different colors. That means you're part of a different area, right? Oh, this is my street I grew up on. It's mine. You can't come over here. <laughs> stupid. If you come here, I'm going to fight you because this is not where you belong. This is where I belong. Dumb. And you can't travel outside your neighborhood because, uh-oh, they're going to know that uh, I'm not part of their clique and they're going to get me. Stupid concept, right? I think everybody would agree that gangs are stupid and the whole nonsense. But think about this, everybody. Let me blow your mind a little bit. The world is just a giant gangland. Yeah, we all got our colors. Speaking, of course, of the flags. And if you go where you're not supposed to be, it could mean your life, right? If you go to certain countries, you're an American, you're fucked. You're in the wrong neighborhood. That's all it is, dude. The world is a fucking gang. Gangland. Yeah. Right? 
You got you, you Yeah, you get it. <laughs> Isn't that wild to think about? You know, if you're not wearing the right colors, basically if you're not from the right area and you go to a different country or whatever, it's like, hey, 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 hey. Where are you from? I say, Oh me? I'm fucking US, man. Oh yeah? We don't fucking like the US, so you know what? We're gonna beat your ass, bro. Oh no, that I say US, I'm from Canada, bro. Oh yeah, 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 that's cool. <laughs> The world is a gang, everybody, and I'm, pre- I'm representing the stars and stripes, motherfucker! Motherfucking stars and stripes! <laughs> Back on up! <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, alright, let's move on. Uh, oh, speaking of movies. Oh, I recently, oh man. Going from manly movies like gang members. <laughs> fighting for your turf and your rights, right? Going from that, let's go to something girly and weak. Well, not really. I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it, actually. Ah, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Inside Out. You know this one? Animated movie in which uh, the emotions are inside the brain and they have the, like, the control center. And there's that anger and depression. Uh, joy. Uh, I forgot the other ones. Sadness. Yeah, that's one. Uh, so we took the kids to see it. There's some, there's some parts that are fucking dumb. But I mean, Pixar, I mean, you can't beat them. Pixar and Marvel are on this streak and they, they can do no wrong. Pixar is killing it, dude. Every Pixar movie I've seen, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, this one does have some dumb parts, but uh, you know what? I fucking, I'm embarrassed to say it. I cried during this movie. It got me. <laughs> yeah, I know. You don't know the half of it. I know. I know what you're going to say. No, you don't, James. No, you don't. What? That I'm gay? No, James. I would never say that. That's cruel. All right. Then lay it on me. You're such a faggot, James. What? That's not nice. (laughs) Yeah, I cried. I cried. And I'm not talking like watery-eyed. I mean, (laughs) a tear broke free and ran down my cheek. Ah, and the worst part is I went to wipe my nose because my nose got all runny. You know, I wiped I wiped the tear on my cheek pretty slick where nobody saw it. You know, wait till like a dark part of the movie and just quickly <laughs> wiped it away. But then a little bit later, like a minute or two later, my nose is running a little bit. And I go to like, you know, wipe my nose. And my wife looks at me and smiles because she's fucking crying too. And she knows what's going on with me. And I just kind of like look at her real quick and look away. Try to be tough. But she knew. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it's the kids. When you have kids, and I don't mean to be that guy. Well, you don't understand because you don't have kids. But it's true. You don't understand because you don't have kids. Once you do, it's going to make you soft. I'm not just saying that to try to feel better about myself. It's true. Something inside of you changes, everybody, when you have children. You become more compassionate. And whatnot. So, uh, yeah, anyway, look forward to that. Look forward to crying during movies when you, you know what? Maybe not. I think I'm just more in touch with my feminine side. Oh my God, James. I like to touch your feminine side. No, no. Back away. Do I kind of make you stand in the corner? No, James, I'll be good. All right. So, uh, yeah. Check that movie out. You'll probably enjoy it. I mean, parts of it are really damn. How about you take your nephew or niece? Then, then you won't feel so guilty about it. But it's still, it's still a good movie nonetheless. Speaking of kids, my cousin Dominic. Who? That's the one. He's in the Coast Guard. He's been on the show before. Danger alumni. He uh, finally left the island of Kodiak, Alaska. That's right. He was stationed there for three years. Kodiak, Alaska, I don't know if you're aware of this, has their own species of bear. Uh, I think it's just like a giant... It's like a grizzly bear on steroids. Kodiak grizzly. Um, He actually saw some. He has a video of some. It's fucking nuts, the stories this guy has. You know, never never really gotten any confrontations or whatever you call them. Um, because every time he saw one, he would leave. <laughs> He's like, nope, I'm out of here. And uh, there you go. And it, it turns out, if you stay away from the wild animals, they'll pretty much leave you alone. Who knew? 
I'll tell you who doesn't know, Yellowstone. I talked all about that in the last show. I think some other dickhead got attacked for trying to take a selfie with a fucking bison. Dummies. So, yeah. Oh, look, there's a Kodiak grizzly. Let's go take a fucking selfie. <laughs> ah! Right? Uh, he told me this one story years ago. Uh, I don't know if I told this one on the, on the show before. Perhaps I did. But he had a friend that was, uh, that was um, what do you call it? Come on, help me out. Fly fishing. So he's standing in the river, fly fishing. You know that movie, right? From Brad Pitt, A River Runs Through It, that kind of shit. Waving the, the, the pole back and forth. It touches the tip of the water. You know, the, the fish get it, obviously. So the guy's doing it. He's catching salmon in this stream, river, whatever. So he's catching these salmon and he's tossing them on the riverbank there. And there's this big fucking fish, right? And, uh, you know, he catches another one. He throws it. <clears throat> one time he, he throws it. He goes to throw it on the riverbank. He looks and they're fucking gone. He's like, what the hell? And he turns his head a little more and there's a bear sitting there eating them. He didn't even fucking hear it. <laughs> and he got freaked out naturally. But the bear didn't give a fuck about him. He was after the fish. That's all there was to it. The guy got out of there, and he and he was able to escape with his life, but just barely. Oh, no pun intended, or was it? Ah, right. Uh. <laughs> anyway, this dude shows up, my cousin Dominic. Who? And uh, his his thing is he's coming from Alaska, going back to Florida. This dude, they uh, well they they ship all your shit to to your state, but I uh, I don't know if eh, he probably had the the option. I guess he had the option to come drive home if he wanted to. So he had the time off. He's driving. He's going to see all his family on the way back to Florida from Alaska. And from Alaska, you got to take some kind of long-ass, like, five- or seven-day ferry. Ah! Oh, my God, James. No, not you. you got to take a ferry on this ship, and it transports you to, I think, Oregon or something, or Washington, and you drive down. This dude has a new fucking baby I've never met. He has a three-year-old I barely met once. And and a new wife I've only met once. New is relative. So uh, they show up. <clears throat> had a great fucking visit. Three days. And it's just... It, it's so fucking bizarre to have someone you grew up in that you're so close with. And all of a sudden you see him and he's got three kids and a wife. It's like, what the fuck? It's wild. Like You, you totally missed... All the baby shit, all the baby showers, the birds. You missed everything. Not like here he's got he's got new people with him that he made. <laughs> so weird. But it was great. Man, his kid's fucking so goddamn cute. His little three-year-old daughter. The most adorable goddamn kid I've ever seen in my life. I'm talking like personality and just like the way she looks and the whole deal. Charming as hell. She'll fucking get into things and she'll, you know, she'll piss them off, but then she'll make that face. You know how movies where it's like, oh, I can't stay mad at you. This is that, you know, in real life. I'm not even like that with my own daughter. This kid has like those doughy fucking deer eyeballs. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It does exist. So anyways, one day he wanted to go to Knott's Berry Farm, so we go. The whole fucking trip, was, uh, the whole thing was fun. We had a great time. But it's weirdly, you know, not be able to go and do cool shit because you got a little baby. And uh, it's taking a toll on them because they're driving across country with a six-month-old, which is wild. And you can see that they're, uh, you know, it's taking a toll on them. <laughs> but they still have the rest of the country to go to. <laughs> ah, I drove from here to Yellowstone with my two kids and I almost fucking strangled everybody. Okay, that's 15 hours with a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. He's got an eight-year-old. Uh, a three-year-old and a six-month-old. Ugh. And two dogs. It's a fucking mess. I do not envy that guy on his way home. But he's going he's gonna to see the whole goddamn country. That's, that's pretty fucking cool. Anyway. The best part of the visit, believe it or not. We drank. Had a great fucking time. The whole thing was great. My fa- one of my favorite parts, though, was going to the park and playing catch with the football. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It just took us back to, well, for me anyway. Just back to being a kid, man. That's what I that's what I did all the time. Throwing the ball. I was outside nonstop. These kids nowadays, they don't know what it was like back in my day. They got their goddamn electronics 
and whatnot, and uh, they don't know what it's like to play outside for 10 hours a day. <laughs> That's all we would do. It's just play all fucking day. Football, baseball, basketball, the whole deal. Bike riding. So it was amazing to uh, to, to share that again. Oh, man. So, uh, Dominic. Woo! Good to see you, dickhead. Wherever you are nowadays. I think he's uh, in... He's uh, in Kansas. We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. I'll get you and your little dog, too. Anyway. That might have been boring, but, you know, go fuck yourself. I'm telling you about my life, and that's just what happened recently. Afterwards, I got the knots, you know, bite, and I'm like, you know what? I want to go back to because we got season passes because you know that's how we roll. I'm not doing the Disney bullshit, okay? Disneyland, six hundred fucking dollars or a thousand dollars for a season pass. Go fuck yourself. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. You're not gonna drink my milkshake, Disney. Uh, uh, uh. I got season passes to Knott's Berry Farm for $40. Suck on that, mouse. Anyway, so I'm like, you know what? We should go back because I feel like going on the big rides. So we go back with my wife and the kids. It wound up being like the best fucking Knott's Berry Farm trip we've ever been on. There's not, not that many people there during the week, even for a summer night. It was fucking sick. The weather was perfect. We got on uh, Montezuma's Revenge three times in a row without even leaving the cart because nobody was in line. Ah, the, but the point of telling you this whole thing is there's a ride called Supreme Scream. I think it's 30 stories tall, right? Imagine a 30-story building. You get in this thing, your feet are dangling. It's got the thing that comes over your head and it goes into your, uh, your waist and it locks you in. And uh, you sit in there and it takes you all the way up to the top of the 30 stories. And you're sitting up there, and you sit up there for a few seconds, and you're just waiting for it to fucking drop you down <laughs> to the floor. Free fall, 30 stories down. Not all the way down, but, you know, for the most part. So I convinced my daughter to go on this ride with me. She's eight years old. She just barely made the height requirement. She was fighting me about this, right? I'm not saying I'm dragging her, but I'm like, hey, let's go on. Let's go up there. And, you know, talking to her. Like, you know, before that, she's not having it. She's looking up at the sky like, no, it's too scary. For whatever fucking reason, man, this night, I was like, look, we got to do it. It's going to be so fun. She loves when I drive over the over the uh, the railroad tracks really fast and like, it gives you that little butterfly in your stomach. So I'm like, look, it's like that times 100. It's way better. You like that feeling, you're going to love this feeling. And so I'm just talking like, the whole time. She's nervous. She's like, and she's like, you know, pressing her hands together, just nervous as fuck. And I'm talking to her so casually. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. You're going to love the view. And look, you know, it's nighttime at this point. You're going to see all the pretty colors all over the whole park. You're going to see for miles all the cities around. It's going to be great. So fun. And she's just like, uh, Daddy, I don't want to. Oh, it's no big deal. It's going to be. F- oh, man. Oh, you know what? If you go on it, I'll get you a prize afterwards. Really? That, you know, that bought me like five more minutes, but we're getting closer to the front of the line. Oh. Daddy, I don't think I want to. I, I'm scared. I'm like, nah, I'll hold your hand the whole time. Don't worry about it. I'll be with you. Don't you worry. And that did it, everybody. Holding the kid's hand, it turns out, is a big deal. So we sit together. I'm holding her hand, and she's kind of holding me tight. We're climbing all the way up this 30-story thing, right? Now, I get scared. But, you know, you can't show it. But it's fucking scary. It's scary. So uh, I went up on it, and uh, I already went up before with my wife, and then that's how she wanted to go on it because she already saw me go on it. So the second time, I wasn't as scared, but but uh, that really fucks with you. If you're scared of heights, I mean, I never really was, but uh, I'm starting to come around again. You know, the more I get on these rides, the the better I am because after years of not going to these theme parks, they do take a toll on you. Like where you come back to, it's like, holy shit, this is scary. But, you know, after coming back to this park a few times, having season passes... I think you just got to keep it going. I mean, once you once you stop going is when uh, the fear starts to get to you. My parents never want to shit with me. <laughs> They're always like, no, that's not for me. Uh-uh. Never happened. So uh, we go all the way up. She's squeezing my hand. And I get all the way to the top. And you're sitting up there. And it's like, uh, is she going to freak out? Is she going to start fucking crying and ter- being terrified? So it drops. And it, whoosh, I scream all the way down. Ah! 
run out of breath it's so far we stop and uh, as soon as like it starts coming down shh, 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 you know slowly i'm like how was it good i was like oh thank god she fucking loved it she loved it my little eight-year-old daughter just made the height requirement loved it now this might be a bad thing this might be opening a door you know she might become like this hardcore thrill seeker do i feel bad about it if that's what happens you know if she becomes some kind of like adrenaline junkie and then she kills herself (laughs) would it be my fault nah it's not my fault she's making her own decisions at that point right well whatever all right, fine. I killed my daughter from a high, high adrenaline junkie phase. Gone wrong. That's a risk I'm willing to take, everybody. Because, uh, hey, it's not the danger hour if there isn't a little bit of danger now, is it? I'm going to pause for a little sip of my uh, gourmet <laughs> iced coffee. You sit back there and you think about stuff. Uh, all right. And now it's time for a little segment called... Stallone stands alone. And now it's time for Stallone stands alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in The Departed, playing Leonardo DiCaprio's character of Billy Costigan. And here it goes. What's this I hear from Stephanie about you becoming a policeman? Hey, oh, you mean Stephanie... Who was the only one who came to my father's funeral? That Stephanie? Yeah, that Stephanie. Hey, there ain't nothing much to it, Uncle Edward. Are you trying to prove something to the family? Hey, when you say the family, who do you mean exactly, you? You always have to question everything, don't you? Hey, maybe it would have done you some good to have some questions from time to time, you know? Like, am I an asshole? Are my kids a mess? Is my wife a money-grubbing whore? I mean, like, those are questions, right? Have I ever been good to my dying sister, or am I just not pretending to be, you know? Do you need some money for the funeral? Hey, like, when my mother dies, we don't have any more connection. You know? I, for one, think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Costigan. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. It has been another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. All right, let's move on. This is the part of the podcast that is the most important, I think. The rest of it was just bullshit. Filler, I wanted to tuck this one towards the end. So uh, the people that weren't feeling the beginning would just quickly, you know, die off and uh, stop listening. Because this story is for the people that matter. The ones that actually give a shit. You want to learn something new, boys and girls? Let me teach you a thing or two. Nah. Let me tell you something that I heard from a guy that's not me recently. That's right. Someone that is not me. I heard this from this person. Let's just call him, for the sake of the story, James. (laughs) I'm going to tell you this story as if it happened to me. All right? You following me along so far? I'm going to tell you it just like it happened to actually happen to me. But, you know, it didn't really happen to me. But uh, I'm going to tell it like it happened to me. Okay? So, uh, recently, 
this guy I know that isn't me named James, he, t- <laughs> he uh, happened to have a substance found that grows on the earth. Something that can also go on pizza as a topping. Nah, this guy has some shrooms. <clears throat> and uh, he had it on his bucket list to take what Terrence McKenna, who is a psychonaut, <laughs> an author, probably professor or some shit, some guy with a lot of degrees, apparently. A psychonaut is translated to a sailor of the soul. It's a guy that explores, like, you know, he, I guess he explored the psychedelic effects on the mind and blah, 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 blah. This guy's a big-time fucking shroom taker. And what this guy says is the five five grams of dry mushrooms is a heroic dose. And, uh, you know, that's like the goal to have a, the ultimate experience. So this guy who isn't me named James, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. That's on my bucket list. Someday that's going to happen. So uh, this guy had some left over and just had it, you know, stored away, not knowing when or where he'd ever try it. So one day, one day, he happened to find himself alone. And uh, he decided, hey, I guess this is the time, the best time, you know, more than any to do it. It's just like everything lined up just right. He was going to have the whole day to himself. So he said, hey, I'm going to do it then. So, uh, you know, about, you know, you're supposed, what they say is you should, you should plan to not eat six hours prior to ingesting these mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms, um, because you don't want it to give you a stomach ache. So this guy, he kind of didn't, (laughs) he kind of ignored that. He had a smoothie at about uh, 10 (laughs) o'clock fruit smoothie. Didn't have anything else to eat, that, uh, you know, the whole night, of course, he's sleeping, and the morning, just that fruit smoothie. At 12 o'clock, he takes these psilocybin mushrooms, and he's uh, finishing watching this movie. There's like a half hour left in the movie. Now, normally, they don't kick in for about 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. This dude felt the effects 15 minutes into it, started feeling a body high. Um... He took them, I forgot to say, he took them just dry. So some people, they're little bitches and they can't handle that. Oh, it doesn't like, I don't like the taste, they say. So they mix it with some kind of applesauce or they eat it with some other kind of food, blah, blah, blah. Or they, they grind it up and uh, put it into a tea. <laughs> this dude, he just ate them dry. So about 15 minutes into it and, uh, you know, five grams. He even weighed them out to make sure it was five grams to uh, cross this off his bucket list without any uh, asterisks near it. You know, I'm not sure, but I think it was. It was five grams on the dot. Maybe a little more. So the guy takes him. 15 minutes in, he's still watching the movie. Movie's almost done, but he's like, oh shit, I'm feeling it already. So uh, movie ends, and he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to start this. He puts a, a lawn chair outside in the backyard preparing to watch the show, even though the sky was completely clear, not a cloud in the sky, which I've heard, I've heard that uh, clouds in the sky is like the way to do it. It's just incredible scenery, cool shapes and whatnot. So this guy has a lawn chair. He puts it outside. Now he goes inside. He's like, oh, I'm going to go to my uh, room that has my computer with speakers. Some would call it a studio. (laughs) And I'm going to put on some music. My playlist called Space Travel. He does that. Puts on the music. And he's going to uh, make sure the window is open. So when he's outside, you know, he can hear the music perfectly fine. Now there's blinds on this window. And he starts opening the blinds. The blinds are this blue color. And the way the light was reflecting off the blue blinds in his dark room. And the outside was totally bright blue sky, green trees. The dude was like, oh, shit. Just was this incredible um, eye candy for him to look at. The way the trees were blowing in the wind and uh, the colors looked so vivid. It was just very, you know, appealing to the eye. So the dude just stands there like a fucking weirdo, opening and closing the blinds because of the cool effect the light's giving. 
the guy never winds up going outside. He sits down in this chair nearby, and he's still looking out the window. And the music he's playing, he's playing classic rock, a lot of Pink Floyd type shit, um, Jimi Hendrix, Beatles, Radiohead, you know, that kind of stuff. He's sitting there, he's listening to the music, and, you know, suddenly the music is sounding fucking better than it's ever sounded. I mean, it sounds like, you know, it's coming out of speakers and yeah, fine. But it sounds like the people are in the room playing live and it just sounds like you're in, you're in the music and you could totally feel the emotion of all the notes being played. It's like, it's like he connected with the musician. It's fucking sounds out there. I know it, but I'm telling you the truth. As it was told to me. <laughs> it's like it's like just being connected to the musician as he's like you can just feel you can feel the feelings, the emotions in the person's goddamn soul. Like that's just the way it felt. Incredible. Keeps looking out the window and music never sounded better, just totally fucking grooving with it. Closing his eyes, you know, and his body just has like this amazingly incredible body high. And it's like, damn, this is probably like the best. I've ever felt one of the best feelings ever. So just rocking out and, uh, you know, every song is fucking incredible. After a while, you know, looking outside, seeing the cool vision, uh, you know, visuals, hearing the awesome music, things start taking a more of a darker twist. I'm talking like psychologically. This guy gets transported from, you know, that happy-go-lucky fucking, I feel incredibly amazing. Wow, I'm like walking on clouds, you know, not a worry. Awesome music, like just music. You wouldn't, you can't even describe it. You can't describe it. Just the connection with the music and how fucking awesome it feels to this darker place. And this realization that none of this is real. Now, these shrooms have a different effect every time and they really do. It's like they're taking you on the journey and you just got to go along. You got no say in it. You can't sway, you know, in any direction. It's, it's going to take you where it wants to. The trick is to go along for the ride. You know, if you start freaking out, it's because you're resisting it. You got to let it do its thing. And it sounds stupid. But it's like, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show you something. It's going to teach you something. You have to be willing to take the, uh, the lesson, you know, and go with it and totally let go. Now, it becomes perfectly clear that this world is completely unreal. And this person <laughs> starts to really believe that, that none of this shit is real and all the friends and family he has are not real people. They're just part of this world he's created. This person is then stuck in this, I'm going to say hell, literally hell. Now, hell is not what you think it is. It's not, uh, okay, this is all subjective, of course. But, but according to this person, hell is not the fire and brimstone, oh, I'm burning alive forever, all that bullshit. Hell is psychological torture. And this guy's been there. He saw it firsthand. Seriously. Knowing that your loved ones and none of that is real and that this is just some kind of world that you created, you know, and, and you... You're in hell now because you know the realization that none of it was real and you can't go back to that life. You can't go back to that loved one. And the guy kept thinking of his wife and his kids and then thinking, oh shit, they're not, I'm not going to see them ever again. They weren't real people and just that heartbreak. And then there was just like this never ending cycle of repeat. And the guy's brain was so fucking off its axis that he was literally believed that it was all over with and he was just repeating the same thoughts over and over and over and stuck in that eternal hell and will never get out of that and be lost and felt like 
this could be the mind of an insane person. This is what they feel like. And it's got to be what fucking hell is because it was the worst, worst experience you could ever imagine. But after that happened for a while, it's like the mushrooms were showing this person this is the worst it could be. This is the worst there is. But then suddenly, the person left that state of mind and was transported in the mind. Eyes closed, he laid back on against the chair. Transported into what I'm going to say is the inner workings of the universe. Universe in air quotes as we know it to be. What it was, was a giant white glowing orb all right of energy just like just and it's just uh it was fluctuating and it's just moving non-stop it looks like an ocean but it's white and it's just a big giant like an orb just fucking constantly moving and just you know wild and you see it and you're like what the fuck and you wind up there's nothing else around it just darkness and, and this giant fucking enormous white energy of just light and just weirdness so this person gets taken into this white orb thing which what seems like is you know is like the fucking it's the clock pieces you know it's the inside like okay this is what everything is the person gets taken in there and it's just like it's infinite fucking strands going every direction infinitely and the guy is going into different like forms of consciousness different worlds and it's really fucking bizarre because you go like i don't know if you've ever seen a painting where one person's walking through this doorway and then uh, uh, there's like a upside down bridge and someone's walking upside down that kind of shit where like there's just you know you've seen those drawings right like there's just everyone's walking different directions into different doorways and different tunnels and shit and the perspectives are all changed depending on how you turn the paper that's what it was like you'd be walking straight and then all of a sudden you'd flip upside down and now you're walking straight into a different world and this guy just kept getting passed through different dimensions whatever the fuck you want to call them all right and this guy realized that we are, we as in individuals, this is what the mushrooms told them, <laughs> all right? As individuals, we are all, we are all gods, all right? And we all create our own little worlds. I don't know what the fuck that means. Does it mean that you listening to this is not real in your figment of, of this person's imagination? <laughs> I just kind of gave it away there, didn't I? Uh, does that mean that you are a, a figment of uh, my imagination if I was this guy let's say this guy James are you even real or does it mean that we are all different little godlike people and this is just the path we're on because basically what the person saw when he was in this energy fucking ball was that we are gods and we create not we specifically but there's these there's his lives created, these uh, um, dimensions, fucking uh, worlds, whatever you want to call it. They're created, and it's like we just do it to entertain ourselves. We get thrown into this life, and we run this life, and then once we're done with this, it's like we, we go into a new one if we want. And it never ends. It's like the the possibilities are endless. The person went into different worlds that were fucking bizarre and made no sense to you know just shapes and weird shit going on but uh basically the lesson is there is no god and devil and heaven and hell basically we are all these beings that are gods in a sense because we create and we just we never really die we just go through you know the next thing and it's just never ending Parallel fucking worlds, uh, infinitely, infinite fucking parallel lines, infinitely. That's weird to explain, I know. I probably sound like a fucking weirdo, but that's how it was. And knowing that you're alive right now, 
And, you know, you look around and you see the weird shit. Like, you see fucking salamanders and you see uh, whales and whatever the fuck you see. The trees, the weird trees. And it's like, well, why is that like that? And I'll tell you why it's like that. Because in, a, in an existence with infinite possibilities, infinitely, this is just one variation. Can you wrap your head around infinitely? <laughs> Every fucking possible thing that could be imagined or not even imagined that could be whatever the fuck is the way it is you know it's that could be a different thing this happens to be one of those everything you see before you is just one possibility in an infinite number of possibilities and you're living in this one it's fucking bizarre i know it's out there i know but it was fucking awesome knowing that Knowing that when you die, you don't fucking, it's, it was over with. Knowing that you just go into a whole new world. It's pretty wild. Knowing that you are a god in a sense. And you know, it's just, you, you create these worlds. Not as, I don't know, maybe it's boredom. Maybe it's to learn. Maybe it's, I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't have all the answers. This is just what I was shown. Or this guy. <laughs> So then, then the guy feels heaven. Okay. He felt complete euphoria. Better than sex. The feelings do not compare. This guy also felt every emotion at this, like at once. I'm talking bliss, you know, uh, depression happiness, fear, all that shit. He felt them all around the same fucking time, experienced everything, and then felt none of it and just felt complete, like relief. And uh, <laughs> no, not because I blew my load. <laughs> just complete ecstasy. And I, I, there's no way to explain it other than heaven. That's it. Heaven and hell were both experienced. God, if you want to put parentheses on that shit, was experienced. So you, you went through the shitty fucking horrible hell torture and it seems like you're doomed and there's nothing, there's nothing after that. This is it for eternity. You're stuck in this realization that none of it's real and it's all been taken from you and you can't live that life anymore to... Total fucking ecstasy and bliss and all that shit. It's like, I mean, I'm telling you, it's like this shit is is engineered. To, it's like a, taking you on this journey. And, and there's nothing, you can't really explain it. If you, if you haven't done it, you don't know. If, if you have, I don't know if you've had anything like that. You know, everyone's, everyone's unique. But, you know, there are a lot of simul similarities from people person to person. But, I mean, who fucking knows? Basically, after that, you're, you know, the guy's head was just taken off. His brain was gone. And then shaken up and rearranged and shown a bunch of cool shit. It's like, it like, you know, told secrets and the whole thing. And then put back together. And it's like, all of a sudden, oh shit, I'm coming back to this reality as I know it. And it's like, your body is being reintroduced. And your mind, your mind mostly, but your body has got to catch up. And, you know, it's like you're, you can't really feel your arms. They're kind of numb, tingly. And it's like in, in your, perspe your perception's all off, the way objects look, nothing seems right. And it's like you're, you're being, you're coming, right, you're coming back into this world and you, you're, like you're trying to hone your senses. Like for the first, it's like you just got your senses and you're learning how to use them. That's, that's how it felt, according to this guy. <laughs> and uh, he started feeling right again. Walk through the hallway. It's kind of like wobbly. Like I said, it's like he's coming back into this world and learning about, you know, gravity and that kind of weird shit. Then, uh, you know, the guy didn't know what to do. Like, what do I? He was kind of like, you know, feeling, um, not uneasy, but uh, just um, you know, where you antsy, I guess. Like, what do I do? I don't know what to do with myself. And then, you know, he just said, "Hey, relax." you know, your body will tell you what to do. And then, you know, it would be guiding this person along and then things start to feel right. And then the person started thinking, holy shit. 
So maybe we're just supposed to go with it, you know, trust ourselves. Because the guy just let his instincts take over. He, he wasn't thinking. He was letting himself be pulled to where his body wanted him to go. And that probably sounds even more crazy. <laughs> but the guy figured, okay, you're in this specific parallel or in, you know, these infinite, infinite, infinity of infinity. <laughs> you happen to be in this one. Time is forever. There is no time. And you just, just go with how, you know, go with what you feel is supposed to be right. And then that made the person feel better. Like, okay. And, and it gave this person also this thought of, hey, there shouldn't be any fear of death or anything like that because you're just going to, you know, once you leave this one, you'll go into some other thing. And it's very comforting as opposed to before, you know, not knowing what's in the afterlife, in the afterlife and having that fear of like, you know, what's going to happen. Should I go to church? All that shit. And yes, this could all be an illusion and, and brought on by the guy's head itself, but it felt like way more than that. And there was this calming sense of, yeah, you're going to be all right. Just, just, just enjoy your life, you know, enjoy the ride basically is what I got out of that. The guy says, <laughs> so, uh, you know, who fucking knows this guy could die and then be like, Oh shit, I fucked up. I was all wrong. Or, or it could be exactly what it was. And you, and you travel back to the energy orb, which is what makes up everything, you know, fucking wild wild oh one thing i forgot to mention is uh when this guy was going into the hell phase uh he looked down and he said he looked at his arms and he can see through his skin you can see his veins and the blood flowing through his veins and the bones and uh you know like he's looking you ever see one of those like little statues that try to teach you about anatomy and there's like a plastic outer piece that has the veins painted on it and inside of the organs. That's fucking how it looked. You can see like, it looked like you can see through the plastic coating and see inside like the, the nervous system. Fucking crazy. But the guy completely lost his mind. Now the thing is this, if you want to try this, strongly suggest according to this person, you make sure you're alone this is not a social thing to do this much. Actually, I would say none of it should be social. Well, that's not true. That's not true. Just don't take that much socially. Don't be out. Be inside. Because this person lost his fucking head and probably looked like a fucking psycho. Freaking out. Freaking out at times. But, uh, you know, it's still something that is highly recommended. Because you get through that and then you... And then you feel so much better for getting through it, according to this guy. <laughs> so uh, eat it dry. Don't eat shit five hours beforehand, six hours. Sit in a room, in a, in a room where you feel secure and safe. Be alone the whole day with no distractions. And allow yourself, I would, I would put on some cool fucking music if I were you. And allow yourself to experience this fucking journey. Or so I heard. <laughs> All right, let's start closing it out, everybody, with a little something I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy. All right, fancy times, everybody. I'll give you a few fancies. Um, number one, I Fancy Sticks and Stones podcast. <laughs> I enjoy hanging out with those fucks. Lido and Peter Sam! Son! 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 It's fun. Fun times. How about you check it out? How about that? It's like this show, but different. <laughs> no, it's nothing like this show. It's nothing like this show. Uh, it's a lot of wackiness. So, uh, well, I guess it's like the show in that sense. But anyway. Yeah, Sticks and Stones podcast, everyone. Give it a gander. If you so desire. 
Um, the first one I've heard is kind of all over the place, but hey, what, what do you want? It's the first one. Oh, what I didn't say earlier is that it was hard starting over with uh, from, from fucking nothing and starting a brand new show. And it's really difficult doing it with other people because I'm used to running this shit, you know, having, having the topics all written out already, putting the outline together and just having a, a thing structured and people show up and I'm in control of this thing. You know, it's not like that. We get together and uh, at first it was like, well, what the fuck? We don't know our roles. Like, what are we doing? Uh, I, don't know I, I don't know. I don't know. What do I do? You know, it's just kind of weird having a, a collaboration. But, you know, it's cool. It's a lot fucking easier. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't stress about it at all. I mean, I haven't. Peterson's got the most of the workload with the editing and posting. And I appreciate the... Fu- I fancy you, Peterson. How about that? Because I know how it is. I know how it is. And, uh, yeah, I fancy that dude taking the time. I think he's been doing a lot of edits because of it's, you know, it's still new and we still got some shit working out. But, uh, so Peterson, I fancy you. I fancy you, Peterson. <laughs> Sticks and Stones podcast. I fancy that. And, uh, hey, I fancy Ant-Man, everybody. I went into that movie not expecting much. I thought, like, okay, it should be kind of fun, I guess. Hopefully it's not shitty. But uh, it wound up being a great fucking ride. The kids loved it. My wife loved it. Look at that. It wasn't as nerdy as the other ones. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound right. It's still a nerdy movie, but I mean, it's it's not. it doesn't take itself too seriously at all. So if you want to have a fun ride, like that in Guardians of the Galaxy, same kind of tone where it's mostly just for fun. Still some serious shit going on, but uh, it's a fun ride. So check that out. Ant-Man. I fancy that. And uh, the last thing I fancy is uh, I heard something from someone recently. I forgot who it was, but they said it said one of the hap- one of the ways to find happiness in life is to always have something to look forward to. Now, uh, I got something coming up that I guess it could be like the podcast. You know, there's always something to look. Oh, that's coming up. That's gonna be fun. That kind of thing. Um, I'm also going this weekend, just spur of the moment, last minute fucking pl- uh, plans. We're going up to uh, Yosemite, California. We kind of did, we did it the backwards way because I live in California. I went to Yellowstone first this year in, ju- in June, and now I'm going to Yosemite. Um, last year I went camping like fucking six, seven times. This year I've been like two times and I was like, God damn it. I want to, th- I want to take the kids out more. Like, you know, we, we, we deserve, are we, <laughs> we are owed a camping trip. So I told my wife, I was going to take them last week by myself. And then she's like, just go next week and I'll go with you. It's like, all right. It's like, you know what? I'm tired of going to the same places. Let's, let's go somewhere different. And then everywhere around here is fucking booked. Everything by Big Bear, everything by Wrightwood. It's like, God damn it. You know, because it's too fucking last minute. It's my fault. But that's how I am. I'm a last minute kind of guy. So uh, I'm like, you know what? What about Yosemite? Fuck it. And I look it up. Everything's booked except for one campsite has the two days that I'm looking for one site left. It's like, holy shit. I bet someone just canceled their trip. Fuck it. I tell my wife, like, hey, you want to go real quick? I have it. <laughs> it's like Ticketmaster where you get like a 14 minute window to decide. She's like, um, okay, fine. So I booked it. We're going there this weekend. That should be fun. Two days, three, three days, two nights. That should be fun. Camping, switching it up. So that's something I'm, I'm excited about. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a five-hour drive. That's going to suck. But hey, I've already done a 15-hour drive, motherfuckers. This ain't going to be shit. So uh, looking forward to it. Family camping trip. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. All right. Two fuck yous this week. First and foremost, fuck you, Yahoo. Why do you send me emails every morning? Why? 
And I'm not talking just normal emails. Well, I get one every day with the daily Yahoo top news stories. Kim Kardashian's fat fucking ass is in a new bikini. Don't you want to look at it? I'm not talking about that. Because sometimes they'll have some interesting stories like, hey, so-and-so died. I'm like, oh my God, so-and-so died? Let me look at that story. Oh my God, he's dead, all right? That kind of thing. But uh, I'm talking about Yahoo. Is uh, You also send me Yahoo Finance emails. Fuck you. What do I care about Yahoo Finance? Yahoo Beauty Tips? <laughs> don't make me laugh. <laughs> I don't need any beauty tips if you've looked at my photo. <laughs> just kidding. I just don't like it. But James... Can't you just go in the settings and tell them to stop sending you emails about that kind of stuff? Yes, I could, but I'm fucking lazy. Then stop bitching about it, James. But what would I complain about if I don't have these emails to yell about? How would I get angry? I gotta have something. Oh my god, James. Are you saying that you like to be angry at times? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I think I do. I think I like to be angry. Do you, everybody? Do you like to be angry? Email me. James <laughs> the danger hour at yahoo.com. <laughs> what makes you angry, but you're happy about it? All right, so fuck you, Yahoo, with your bullshit emails. Next one. More importantly, oh man, I'm fucking hot and sweaty, and I just took a shower. What a waste. Is this fan going to be too much? I don't think it will be. I'm dying in here. Whew. All right, next. Fuck you. Lido. That's right. The boy wonder sidekick himself. Other sidekick on Sticks and Stones podcast. Fuck you, Lido. He pulled this shit on me again for yet another time in our life. It seems like every time the dude has something that he invites me to, I can never make it. I've had good excuses every time. And I've been waiting for this dickhead to invite me over. I've been wanting his wife's fish tacos for some time now. But he never invites me. Actually, he never invites anybody over. He never does anything. Never does shit. And then guess what? The weekend I'm going to Yosemite. Guess what? Peterson? Son? Son? Tells me, because I don't have Facebook Messenger. <laughs> tells me that Lito's wife sent him a message and to me. Like, hey, this weekend... Lido's birthday, we're celebrating at our place. You guys are invited to come over and enjoy the festivities. Ha <laughs> ha! And guess who can't go? I'm like, God damn it. This fucker's not going to let me hear the end of this shit. Here's another one. I don't hear the end of the other fucking birthday goddamn party I didn't go to and his wedding thing and his bachelor party. All of it. And now here's a new thing he's going to bitch at me about. You know, fuck you, Lido. This is a four-day in advance notice. I already had the plans to Yosemite. Yosemite. But, but you know what? Fuck you anyway for picking the one weekend that I can't do it. Look what you make me do to you. You make me break your heart. <laughs> you know what? Just like I like being angry at emails, I bet you like, I bet you like being angry that I don't go to your shit. I bet you like it. Just to rub it in my fucking face. You don't really care if I go. You're going to have the Feo there with you. Kissing him all night long. You'll be just fine, dickhead. <sighs> I told him to push it back a week so I can go. But no, he's selfish. He wants to keep it this week and next year's birthday. Pfft. You know what, Lito? I'm sick of it. I've had it with you. You know what? You know what, Lito? Fuck you! Fuck you! All right! Dude, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. I miss this. I miss sitting by myself, talking nonstop. Oh, my God. I think you all miss it, too. How would you get through your life without hearing me vomit words for an hour straight? <laughs> I'm telling you. I was a bit apprehensive about doing the solo podcasts in the beginning, but uh, I fucking love them. I love them more than having guests. And no, it's not because I like myself and hearing myself talk. Although Peterson would disagree. He, he, said, he claims I love to hear myself talk. You know what? He's probably right on some level. 
fucking Peterson. Dickhead. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy talking. I guess that's what, that's what the lessons to be learned. <laughs> Am I full of myself? I mean, if I enjoy talking and having nobody else talk, does that mean I'm, I'm full of myself on some level? Is that what that means? Oh my God. Shut up. I want to hear myself talk some more. Oh my God, James. You just proved your own point. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's fun. It's fun. I get to be a fucking goofball and just, and just uh, unload all my fascinating stories that you all are uh, <laughs> lucky to hear. <laughs> oh shit! No, I'm fucking around. I do enjoy doing solo shows. It's uh, it's there's nothing like it. It's pretty fucking wild. Um, yeah, I entertain myself. Hopefully, uh, I know some of you guys. I've gotten, you know, I've gotten a handful of people say they miss it and and they wished I never quit. That's part of the reason I'm doing it again. But mostly it's because I like hearing my own voice. <laughs> no, fuck you, Peterson. Now you got that shit in my head. It's not true. I enjoy talking to myself. That's all. Why can't you understand me? All right. Uh, I've been babbling long enough. How about I just end the show now by saying, hey, it's good to be back. I had a fucking blast talking to myself. I, I had so much fun by myself. Oh, my God, guys. You won't believe it. What? You have fun hanging out with your friends and doing sporting activities? Yeah, I like talking to myself in a dark room. That's what I get off on. Oh, fuck all you guys. See you next time, everybody. And of course, as always, stay dangerous, my friends. Toodles.